since 1857, Australia has fallen in love with this great game. From the backyard to the park, to the local footy club, to the mighty MCG. It can bring you joy, it can bring you heartbreak. A new season brings new hope. We live it, we breathe it, we love this game. So when two best mates come together with a passion for footy, you know you're in for a show. This is Footy on the Downs. Welcome back to Footy on the Downs. I'm Rob Baker, your host. Uh, just recording here on Sunday the 15th of March. Uh, coming up on this episode, I have a very special guest in Matt Johnson from the Toowoomba Tigers. He's actually the um, new senior coach there. I've uh, done the interview with him on Saturday morning yesterday, just before actually we went out and um, played him in a practice match out at... Uh, Highfields, Kratzky Oval, um, good to get back out there, beautiful ground out there actually, um, it's a shame there'll be no senior football out there this year, but uh, it's just the way it goes, uh, it was a pretty good chat with Matt, um, especially after chatting to him and, and doing the interview, I was interested to sort of see you know, how the Tigers would go yesterday, and it was a good hit out, um, I'm sure that you'll uh, definitely enjoy the uh, conversation or interview I had with Matt. He's a well-spoken man and sort of, you know, you get the vibe that he, he knows what he wants and, and what he wants from the Tigers for the year. And um, look, Tigers have been, a, you know, they've been around the competition for a very long time and, you know, they've been successful in the past. They're a very proud club. You know, they're strong with the juniors. Um the women have won five premierships in a row. So, you know, look, um, I guess the final piece of that puzzle is um, getting the, the seniors, the men's, back up the ladder. And, you know, look, when you get um, quality people like Matt, you know, in around the club, it can only um, help you, you know, sort of step in the right direction. So I was very eager to talk to Matt and um, and sort of have this interview and see you know, sort of how it come about, the coaching and uh, how we got appointed with that and sort of what direction that he's wanting to sort of head Tigers in. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this one, guys. Um, like I always say, get on Facebook and give the page a like. That's Footy on the Downs. Uh, we're getting up there, nearly up to 100, pe- 100 likes on Facebook. Um, a lot of listens coming through on each episode on the podcast, so... It's getting more positive and more positive as the weeks go on. And, I mean, we're getting closer to footy season. It's three weeks away now, so not far at all. Uh, all right. Enjoy this interview with Matt. And welcome back to Footy on the Downs. Um, another very special guest on the line today. And I'm very pleased to announce that I have Matt Johnson, the new senior coach at the Toowoomba Tigers. How's it going, Matt? Oh, very good, Rob. Thanks for having me on. No, that's good. It's um, it's proved um, very good to have the new coaches or any coach on there, I guess. Um, you know, just have a chat about your footy club. And you are well, – when were you announced as the new senior coach of Toowoomba? Oh, I'm not sure about when I was officially announced. It's probably been 
in November sometime. Um, but I had talks with the club probably not long after the senior men had finished about, um, you know, coaching for 2020. And I guess I've probably been in the headspace of coaching for about six months now. So um, pretty pretty much looking forward to now actually getting some games and, and, and getting, you know, sinking my teeth into the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess uh, I think we're recording what's today, about the 13th, 14th of March, Saturday morning. I know that yeah, um, our boys are playing you guys in a um, practice match today, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be sort of our both of our teams' first hit out for the year against a, I guess, an opposition. I know you had an intra club last weekend. How did that go? Yeah, I was really impressed. Um, well, like it was a bit of a modified game. We ended up doing about twelve aside, and so you take with a grain of salt because a lot more space in the field and, and makes it a little bit you know easier to find the footy, but. Just based on the effort of the guys, how they went, I was super, super impressed. Like no one backed, backed, you know, backed away from a contest. Um, you know, skills weren't the cleanest, but that's what you expect from preseason. Um, but you can work with guys who are willing to put in a lot of effort. And I'm really, really happy with you know that sort of headspace we've got the guys in. Yeah, well, um, any sort of um, sort of standouts that you've had sort of during the preseason? Yeah, players one probably two in particular. And, to their credit, they're the guys who consistently on the track, you know, Tuesday, Thursday nights. Um, but definitely Michael Bailey. Um, I reckon he's shaping up for a pretty good season. He had his knee injuries last year and he's he's well and truly rehabbed them well and he's he's looking really sharp. And then well, that's scary. <laughs> probably one of our um, younger player, well, actually the youngest player on our list, Sam Elliott, has um yeah, super impressed me just as him improvement over the last two months of preseason. Um, you know, just putting in the hard work and you know, he's shaping up pretty well and he's got, you know, huge potential in, in his game just because he is a younger guy and he's got a lot of growth to go, but he's already super impressing me. So I'm looking forward to what he can do as well. Oh, absolutely. And that's always good having the sort of young fellas come through. I know um, you said about um, Bales there. If he's um, if he's over them sort of knee injuries, that's uh, a pretty scary, um, you know, sort of sight for the competition because we all know, like, how quality Bales is anyway. So, yeah. no, it's really good. Um, so, Tigers, a uh, bit of a sort of, you know, they've been down for a little bit, like, as in, like, the senior team anyway. I know the women's are, you know, they're on five, five premierships in a row and whatnot. But so it's sort of like the club is pretty strong in that sense. But um, how are you sort of going to tackle, you know, Tigers sort of being – you know, that sort of bottom three for the last few years. Any sort of plans on maybe ways of getting them back up the ladder? Yeah, well, I think the first thing I noticed in talking around guys at the club and people who are past involved and players um, was just making it, making sure that we got this sort of environment where players want to be playing, want to be training and want to be staying around. And that's really been my first criteria is making sure that when we get to game day, we've got a consistent 22 um, who know the game plan and are quite clear on their role. Um, and that's really just what I've focused on for the first couple of months. And I feel like where we're at the moment and we'll see how we go this, this afternoon. But um, I think that's the, the first object, objective that I feel like we're achieving. Um, and it's probably just making an environment where guys feel welcome, whether they've played 100 games of footy or they're brand new to the sport. Um, because sometimes it's just a case of having good, you know, good guys around the club, guys who are willing to learn um, and just creating a good sort of culture and atmosphere, which... I think it's been probably the biggest thing I've, I've tried to implement and um, I feel like we're on a good track track so far. Um, I'm about to oh, open up. Absolutely. And um, I did fill in for Tigers last year when Coolaroo had a bye. I think you guys played Chinchilla. 
smashing by about 180 points. Yep. I sat on the bench for most of the game. It wasn't even needed. But um, one thing I did notice about Tigers is that they were a really, really happy group. Like, you know, wanted to have a bit of fun and they were all there and happy to be around each other. So I guess that next step now to, to push up the ladder is to is to sort of gel all that into, you know, like you say, like uh, buying into the game plan and whatnot. So if you've got that core group of players that are, you know, always there, they're always around, that's a really good start. And um, I'm sure, Matt, um, you're heading in the right direction. And Tigers faithful, they all know, like Tigers have been successful in the past and I'm sure there's a lot of Tigers fans there that want to see the seniors back up the ladder and, you know, being really competitive and, and having a crack and, one thing I want to ask you is, you uh, did you play down in Brisbane League in the Quaffle or Neefal? Is that right? Yeah. So my my background is that your background? Yep. Background's in, from Brisbane, so I moved up to Toowoomba oh, almost two years ago now. Um, so I played all my junior football and senior, well, not all my senior football, but all my junior football Macavat. So I came up from yep. under tens all the way through to playing seniors, um, and that was just a great experience. Um, you know, just being at the one club and, and being around the same sort of guys. And so, you know, saw how, how a club like Maracavat was run and it was very much built on a, a solid junior system where when I hit the senior side, the club had run out. Well, there wasn't a lot of money with the senior club. So what happened was when I was just starting senior footy, about half the senior side left just because um, they couldn't afford to pay them anymore. But it was kind of a big blessing in disguise where all the, the guys I'd come up with through through juniors because we just had always played for Merkavat and had great loyalty, um, ended up becoming bulk of the senior team. Um, and it was just, yeah, an awesome experience being there. So I was I played probably three or four years of senior footy at Merkavat. Um, the first two seasons, Merkavat was in the NEFL, Um and then they restructured the comp and it just wasn't feasible for Merkavat to be in the NEFL. So then they restructured into the AFLQ and played a couple of seasons there. And then I okay. stepped back in, back in division and played a, two years at Nyronga. And um, that was mainly to have a year with my brothers. So I've got two older brothers. And, you know, we've all grown up footy mad, but they've they've both played other sports and haven't really been as focused on footy. So it was okay. a year where all three of us had a season together playing, um, three Johnsons. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was very good. And then... That would have been good, yeah. Yeah, moved up up here and probably put footy in the back burner, um, was focusing more on getting into my, my career. So strength and conditioning coaching. And I was working a lot more in rugby league, um, which was good. You learned a lot of other aspects of coaching and, and le- learned different sort of environments, different ways to go about it. Um, but then last year, just, I guess a bit of itchy feet. I played a few games for Tigers. Um, but you know, AFL is definitely my love. It was good to be involved. And then when the opportunity came to be involved a lot more, um, you know, I couldn't help but jump at the opportunity. It's just, it's good to be around AFL. Like rugby league was fine and all, but that's not, doesn't feel like home. It's good to be back amongst Aussie Reels fans. That's right. And um, it's really good to hear uh, for, you know, anyone who's sort of, you know, Amin and Aaron, you know, might want to get involved with AFL in Toowoomba or the Darling Downs, I guess. Um, it's, it's really good to hear people like yourself that want to get back involved because that's, that's basically what I'm pushing for here with the podcast and whatever. And yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's really good and and high quality. Well, I guess from Darwin Downs, high quality football. Next up is Quaffle and Neefle, and to have, you know, players and and knowledgeable people like yourself in our competition, you know, it's only a foot in the right direction. So, um, 
you, have you coached before, Matt? No, I've, well, I've not head coach. So I guess this is my first experience. So I've I really enjoyed the first couple of months, but there's a lot of challenges and a lot of things that have that creep up that the reason why I took the, took the role was one, I wanted to be involved in footy, but also I wanted to have this experience of being the head coach, I guess, being a strength and conditioning coach, um, you start to notice a lot of aspects of what makes a good team. Um, you know, setting standards, holding people accountable, having, you know, clear organizational communication, um, which I've, I felt like I've improved well in that aspect, but, when you're the head coach, I guess you've got the final final say, and you've you've kind of got the overriding, um, you know, dictating of of, of that standards and, and culture and expectations. And I had, I guess, in my own experience now, when I was thinking about coaching, was looking at my own experience about what I had as coaches that did a good job, um, and then I had some coaches who I didn't think were that crash hot, and making sure that what they weren't doing, I wasn't replicating. Um, I guess long answer is it is my first senior coaching experience and um, I guess drawing on my own experience as a player and also as an SNC coach. Um, yeah, just trying to oh, absolutely. make sure. How are the boys finding uh, pre-season with a strength and conditioning coach? <laughs> I don't think I'd like it very much, <laughs> but I suppose it's a good thing. Oh, mind you, I'm 36 years old, but yeah. How's the young fellas going with that one? Yeah, pretty good. I think early on when we're doing a bit more um, broad-based running, um, it was a bit challenging for the guys who'd probably been, um, had probably a fairly relaxing, um, to put it off season. It was a, a bit yep. a harsh reality, but I guess my philosophy, I guess, come from SNC, but also as a footy coach is I understand the more time that we can have footy in our hands, um, the better off we're going to be. Particularly we've got guys who are coming from background that isn't a lot of AFL where we just need to develop those fundamental skills in a relatively non-pressured environment. So, absolutely, I can achieve good quality running and good K's and legs whilst also working on our skills and keeping it, you know, game related. That's really been my main criteria. So, the last couple of weeks, we haven't really done a, a running specific drill per se, but you know, the guys have got their GPS on their watch and their data, and we're still clocking up eight, nine K's in a session. But that's just purely game related, small sided game type work. So, yeah. It makes it makes it sound worse than it is, but that's definitely my philosophy. I guess from the coaching, is if we can get running whilst getting lots of touch, that's the ideal situation. Yeah, that, that's a um, really good point. Actually, um, I'm a big believer in that one as well. Especially, like you say, up in the downs, um, you know, maybe skills aren't, you know, sort of first rate. But you know, as long as you can incorporate running with drills at footy training with ball in hand, it's a it's a big plus. So. Mm. Um, assistant coach, any assistant coaches this year down at the Tigers? Oh, well, Someone to give you a hand? Well, or? I'm fortunate to have so Michael O'Donoghue, um, to have him part of the team. So, you know, he's he's a coach himself, and, and I'm sure he would, you know, would have probably loved to take the opportunity at, at Tigers if he just had the time and had the, um, you know, he's in a different sort of space in life with family and a, a job that has him traveling. So he's great to call on, and he'll definitely be my main assistant coach. Um, yeah. He's just battling his own little injuries at the moment. So I'm not – hopefully we can get him out on the park this season. Um, but if not, yep. he, he adds valuable experience on game day. Just just last week in that um, – in our intra-club match, he coached one side, I coached the other side. And um, just his clarity and his communication is just fantastic. Um, makes it oh, That's great. That, what the yeah. role is and what we're doing. Yeah. Just, just really – Yeah. Very wise footy head Mickey D there. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure that the Tigers will love having him around. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what are you most looking forward to for the year? Like, as in, um, you know, have your functions, your, your training, game days? Like, yeah, what's your big sort of point for the year that you want to make? Um, well, I've, well, I guess I haven't done a game yet, but I've thoroughly enjoyed our training sessions, just seeing, you know, the group come together and guys starting to gain belief every week, just seeing, you know, good numbers on the track. And just nothing better than when you've, You've got a drill and you've given everyone what we want out of the drill and the sort of focus. And you're not going to get it right the first time. And I guess what I say to the guys, we always strive for perfection, but we never really get there. But as long as we have that sort of mindset. Um, but then to just see, you know, within the space of a couple of minutes, guys actually thinking about what they're doing and just seeing the noticeable improvements. Um, I find that very, very rewarding. And then I guess heading into game day, it's hopefully getting to the space where game day is just a reflection of what's happening on the training track where, you're not going to get things right as long as we're thinking about it and improving. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how we improve throughout the whole season. Um, and then hopefully just restoring a bit of pride in the, you know, the Tigers jersey and getting Toowoomba Tigers where I feel like and a lot of people at the club feel like they should be um, in the comp. Not saying we're going to be, you know, winning premierships or anything, but just making sure there's when you when, when anyone's playing the Tigers, that is know it's going to be a tough, tough game and that they're going to be playing at 22 who's willing to put in and works well as a unit. Good answer. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, are you going to play this year? Are you play coach or just coaching? Um, oh, last week I had a hit out, and it's a bit tough not to not to want to play. Um, like this afternoon, and that's that's probably the case of it's great to have, you know, Mickey D around because on those days when, you know, I'd like to have a game or could benefit the side by having a game, um, he can help out on the sidelines. So it's probably a case of a bit of both. Um. Yeah. So it's probably sitting on the fence for that answer, but um. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Like, I definitely feel like I'm fit, sharp, skills skills are feeling pretty good, and I've been joining in on on most of the, the drills. So, uh, we'll see how we go. Right. I'll keep an eye out for you. Um. What do you think drives a successful football team? Uh, good question. Um. I think it's multiple multiple aspects, and I'm pretty fortunate. What I've noticed at Tigers is that. It's, it's a great club from the juniors through to the women's. It's just for some reason over the last couple of years, the senior men's has been just this one area that's needed probably the biggest improving. And what I've noticed is that when everyone's quite clear on their role throughout the club, so from you know the team managers to the president to the registrar, every, every role and everyone knows clearly what, they, what their role is and they deliver their role just like you do on the field. It then makes you know my job as a coach a lot easier when you don't have to focus on all the other aspects and you can just focus on how do I get this playing group um, to constantly improve and buy into the game plan and deliver the game plan. Um, that goes, that goes a long way. And then I guess when it comes to the playing side of things, my focus is two things. So making sure each player knows what their specific role is. Um, and then that's why we train. So we get better at executing what that role is. So that when it comes to game day, it's not, Oh, what do I have to do here? It's, habitual just based on the hours they've put in so i guess yeah absolutely what brings success is just clearly defined roles and everyone just knowing what their lane is and just delivering well at those key things not trying to do everything but just knowing what you're there for and doing that to a higher level yeah you're exactly right there um did you get a chance to watch much of the competition last year like other teams i guess like when you were playing for tigers you would have so 
Um, yeah, not a, yeah, just the games that I played in. So I was very, very impressed in a couple of games. So I played when we played um, Gunda Windy and, you know, just seeing how crisp their lineup was. And you could just tell they had a really, really strong culture where, you know, I guess they're used to traveling. So an away game, you know, they're more than, more than happy to travel those number of hours. And just seeing that a really tight group, how big, how big a deal that is as well. Um, and then encountering also played against South and probably a similar sort of thing where, you know, not as high level as, as footy has played down, down in Brisbane, but still, you know, a great level of football where you've got some really good skilled players, but also some really good young athletes who, you know, would run the legs off anyone I've played against. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, so you expected more of the same from last year as in ladder-wise or maybe some movers or sliders? Any predictions? Um, well, I'm not sure about the other sides. I probably haven't really paid any attention to what the other teams do in the competition, just been focusing on what we need to do to improve. Um, so I don't necessarily want to make any predictions about us. It's probably just making sure that we turn up on game day with the right sort of attitude and just implement what we've done on training. And I feel like we do that. Um, the wins will take care of themselves. Um, not really sure what number... I'd be looking at, but I'd like to just see how we go start the season and take it from there. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at the the fixture that was released this week. I think your first game is against South yeah. at Rockville. Yeah, it is. So that'll be a um, good opener to the season. You'll be absolutely looking forward to that one. The boys have got the um, round one bye yeah. with um, Highfields dropping yeah. out. So... That gives you the buy. So, yeah, round two, effectively your first game against Souths at Rockville. Home game, you usually be pumped for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a massive game because, you know, it's not ideal to have a buy week one because you're not exactly coming off, you know, a lot of games. So you're already pretty fresh. And then we hit Easter. So I guess our season starts two weeks after everyone else. So, um, you know, the boys will be itching to get into, a you know, an official fixture, particularly against Souths, which is a massive game. So, yeah, that'll be a, a really, really good good Saturday afternoon and, and, and a, just a good classic, you know, footy day out on the downs. So definitely looking forward to it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, probably a hard question, but any sort of coaching philosophies? Is there any coaches that you sort of in the AFL and you sort of go, yeah, you know what, they've got their stuff together. I'd, I'd like to be able to be like them. Um, yeah, definitely got a number of, of coaches. So I probably look at what, you know, an element of what Chris Fagan and, and Damien Hardwick, not that I'm ever at that level, but I like how they've created an environment where it's more about accepting everyone for who they are um, and not trying to, you know, this is how I want you to be and being rigid and then embracing, you know, how people are and then making sure that they feel comfortable and welcome. Um, and that's probably the cultural side of thing where, you know, whether there's someone who's come from playing 100 games of footy from somewhere else or someone who's brand new to the sport, um, making sure both those guys feel completely welcome and feel like they have a role to contribute within the team. Um, that's really been my focus on, on that side of things. I guess my coaching philosophy, I probably, I spent a lot of time um, watching the NFL and probably picking any bit of um, content I can get that comes from a coaching point of view. I just love how they've, you know, their game's tied up very specifically in everyone knowing their role and executing their role, but just really come down to the basics. Like your game plan doesn't need to be overly complicated. You can have a simple game plan, but if it's executed at a high level, um, more often than not, you'll come out with a win. And I guess that is purely my philosophy is we don't need to be too fancy. And I kind of spoke about it 
before, but just be quite clear on what your role is within the team or what your role is at any time, whether it's the your attacking role or defensive role, um, and then executing what you need to do right then at the highest level. And if you just take care of that day in, day out, whether it's at training or on a game, because um, that's all it is. It's just a, a game's just various moments, various contests. And if you're more for not come out on top of those contests and move the footy in the right direction, um, I guess the result kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, and yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, sort of as a coach, um, I did coach uh, Highfields, you know, during pre-season. I, everyone knows the story by now. They've listened to the podcast, but um, coached the first three games. One thing I was sort of from coming from a player to a coach was sort of um, – I guess, uh, you know, like uh, their mates as well. So it was that sort of fine line of being the coach, but then also being mates. So, you know, it's kind of hard to know when to sort of coach, but then when to be a mate. I guess you can do both at the same time, but you sort of see where I'm going with that. Like um, you did play with the fellas last year, but now you're the coach. Do you think you've, like the players are buying into your coaching? Because you sound, you definitely sound like you know what you're talking about. You've got, you know, everything in plan, you've got a game plan. So do you think the, the guys are buying into it, Matt? Yeah, it's a good question. Like I could see that would be a challenge. I guess a bit of a unique, well, not a unique situation, but only playing four games with the side. And we, we do have a, a fair bit of turnover from the side we've got last year. So we've probably got maybe okay. seven, eight guys who played last season um, who have been back on the track consistently, whereas we've probably got another 10, 15 new fellas. Um, so I haven't really found that too much of an issue. Um and it's probably okay. making sure it is a fine line because sometimes you can probably be too much coach, coach, and not enough for the mate. And then you can be too much of a mate and not enough for the coach. And it's probably just knowing, yeah. you know, what the stage is. So I guess one of the things I always try to do is before training is just check in with everyone. And that's more not so from a coaching point of view, just checking in how they are, how's their week been, how they are as a human being, and just getting a feel for, you know, their headspace and how they're feeling and making sure, you know, just building those, those sort of relationships. Um, but then when it's, when it's hey. training time, I think the guys are quite clear. There's a time to have, you know, a bit of fun, but there's also time to knuckle down and have work and be open to not criticism, but open to critique and feedback. Um, and I, I don't think that's really been an area we've had to really worry too much about. Um, just cause it does kind of feel like I'm, I am a new sort of coach where I haven't not too, haven't, you know, had any previous relationships too much with much of the guys before, before being coach. Yeah. No, no, good answer. Um, right, oh, we've had a bit of a chat. We might uh, move on to footy on the downs quick seven. Not sure if you know what this is, but um, seven quick questions, bit yep. of fun. Um, right, oh, we'll kick it off. Number one, night before a game meal. Um, well, I used to always be pasta, but uh, of late it's probably more of an omelette, which is a bit strange. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, chuck a bit of onion and tomato and yeah, all that in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, good stuff. Uh, number two, any pregame rituals? Um, I have to have my coffee. So I normally have a strong black coffee, um, probably half an hour before a game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. A bit of caffeine or what's yeah, that about? Yeah, the caffeine. It's not exactly yeah, not okay. great for the hydration, but it's definitely good for the arousal. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> number three, music before a game, yes or no? Um, I'm, I'm happy for guys to do music before a game, but I'm personally not. A music for the game. I'm not the sort of guys with headphones in, but I understand each player needs their own way of getting up and about. 
Yeah, no, good point. Uh, number four, go-to drink after a game? Uh, well, straight away, it's always hydration. So it'd be some sort of Powerade or water. Um, and then afterwards, yep. I'm more than happy to, you know, indulge in a, in a beverage or two. Nice, nice. Um, number five, out-of-town games. Get on the bus or drive yourself? Um, I haven't done an out-of-town game yet, but I've heard the boys are talking about organising buses. Um which sounds like a, a good little bit of team bonding experience. So I think, I think it has to be a way to go. Yeah. Well, I've sort of made it a point like our coach, he, he's not real fond on the bus trips out to Gundy or Chinchilla or King Arroy, but um, he's, he's more concentrating on the game and he'd prefer that we, you know, concentrate on the game. Yeah. The bus trip's real fun on the way home, but I think on the way out, it's all hoo-ha and can't wait to come home on the bus. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it's sort of 50 50. It's a dilemma. But um, uh, no, number six, most annoying teammate that you've seen there or biggest pest. Oh, he's probably got a reputation, but just, just Woody Taylor. So great guy. <laughs> um, and just, yeah. you know, some great, great contributor, you know, great club man, has been around Tigers forever. Um, but, you know, you'll have a drill. He'll come out, give a bit of feedback on, let's do this, this, and this, which is great. You want our players talking up. And then we'll go straight out and he'll do exactly what he just said not to do. Um, that's, that's always a little bit frustrating. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, we've, um, no, no, it's good to have those sort of guys. You need them because they just bring everyone together. Oh, definitely. Every team's got a pest. Um, number seven, greatest sporting moment of your life so far. Oh, greatest sporting moment of my life. Um, that's a good question. Um, probably my first senior game. That was a, a great moment. I was super nervous um, down in Brizzy. I hadn't even played reserves. I'd come straight from 18s and played a senior game. And it just happened to be against Lions Reserves down in Brizzy. Um, so, you know, playing on guys who are professional full-time players. And I think I, I was in the midfield. I had like two touches for the game, but I just focused on, I think at the time, the Lions had Clay Beams and Josh Green. I was just like, when I was on them, I just followed them, you know, like a shadow for the whole day and just didn't care about me when the foot was probably too scared to win the footy wouldn't have known what to do with it. Um, but just made sure that if they got the footy, I was right there next to them. And, and that was a great experience and a good sort of apprenticeship because then you learn running patterns, you learn work ethic, how to work around contests. Um, and that was probably, yeah, just a, a great experience. Absolutely. Uh, oh, just quickly, when you were playing for Mount Cravat, they were in the NEFL. Any players that you played with that went on to maybe play higher football or um, any name dropping? Oh, this wasn't <laughs> but I'm under 16s rep program. So I played with Alex Sexton, who went, who's now at the South. Okay. Um, Malkovat. Oh, I played juniors with Malkovat, a fellow named Clay Cameron. So he was at the Suns for a couple of years. He's now at Redlands playing Neeful. Uh, oh, Wiley okay. Buzzer. So I've played with him for a number of years at Malkovat. He's now at, where is he at? Port Adelaide now. So he's a boy from Gatton and he was a, Interesting experience. A guy who came from another sport, rugby league, and just fell in love with footy and now had his career. So, yeah, a few guys. Excuse me. Um, Righto. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, Matt. But before we go, is there anything you want to sort of say to the Tiger faithful or is there a major sponsor this year? Um, Well, yeah, sponsorship has has been somewhere that's that's still in the works. So I'd love to give a plug to a sponsor, but I'm not really sure who to plug. <laughs> so that's probably something, yeah, we'd, we'd like to get on, get on top of. But probably just a case of, um, you know, there's a lot of old boys who are around town who I just I would love for them to just feel welcome around the club. So you know that first home game against South, 
Um, I'd just love to have as many Tigers people there as possible and just, you know, just to see where we're at and just realise that this year is going to be different to other years with the senior men and we're, we're tracking really, really well and really excited for what 2020 has got in store. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I'll see you out at um, Highfields today for our practice game and, um, yeah, I'll look forward to it. I don't know if I should shake your hand. Everyone's saying not to, but, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't think I'm being rude yeah, if I yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, righto. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Matt, and um, good luck for 2020 and hopefully Tigers can push back up the ladder. And Yeah, no thank worries, you very Mark. much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for the podcast.